We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, time to talk University of Miami football as we do each and every week. Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr., and... uh, Spring football is over, and we spent a lot of spring football, Don, talking about the University of Miami offensive line and how they improved, and then just like that, they suffered an injury, not during football, but Ja'Kai Clark was involved in an accident. So his status for training camp in the Alabama game right now probably is described as iffy. Yeah, it is, Joe, and it's it's unfortunate. You know, Ja'Kai, in my opinion, is one of the most valuable offensive lineman that Miami has he can play both guards he does extremely well at center I think actually um, when Corey Gaynor leaves he'll end up being the starting center he's intelligent he's done a a great job as far as um, improving his body he's committed to the position he's smart he's you know he's versatile and you lose somebody like that uh, possibly, you know, obviously for between now and, and kickoff, but uh, who knows what's going to happen in the next year. But the good news for him is, is that if he does have to sit out this year and recover, he will come back and have two years and would end up being really a four-year starter out of five for the University of Miami. Hurricanes did develop a lot of depth on the offensive line. One of the guys who received a lot of playing time in the spring and was really challenging for a starting spot was Jalen Rivers. Now, he might move right in there, have to move right in there at the beginning of training camp at left guard. It's been an interesting to watch his year here at Miami. Last year, as a, as a true freshman, he came in, and um, Coach Justice worked him a lot at tackle. That's the position that he played in high school, and it's also a position that uh, he excelled at in high school. He was one of the top tackles in the country coming out of Jacksonville. And now you, you watch him work at guard, you say, well, he was a great tackle in high school, a good tackle in college, but it looks like guard might be his natural position. And he's he's another one that has benefited um, by the weight room and, and kind of understanding what it takes to be a college offensive lineman and redefining his body. But he's very athletic. He moves his feet well, and he, and he can run. And, uh, you know, the offense that Miami runs, they've, they've got those guards got to get out there and pull and and also got to work with the center and, and combination blocks. So he's athletic. He's certainly going to be big enough, and he's going to be a force for Miami. I thought this might be a fun exercise for us. It is the off season. There has been a lot of discussion about the University of Miami finding one running back to be the guy for the entire game. And Cameron Harris was the starter last year. He ran for 643 yards. 
his first three games, Harris produced 268 yards, so it looked like he was well on his way. But after that, over his last eight games, he had more than 70 yards only one time. That was 96 yards against Duke. So there is competition now. Uh, Miami suffered an injury to Don Chaney back there, so Jalen Knighton uh, gets an opportunity. That will be a good battle. However, I thought it might be interesting to look around the league and see what the ACC has in terms of running back because we think so much down here about our own players. But the ACC has a bevy of running backs that are on the verge, and maybe we'll compare Cameron to the Miami running back situation a little bit to what you see in the ACC uh, because there is some depth around the league. There is depth around the league, and it was really no more evident than last year. You look at what North Carolina had in the backfield and what they were able to do to people, but you, you, you go down the list, and you know over history, Florida State's had some great running backs. Clemson obviously had uh, one of the best running backs in the nation really the last three years uh, with, with ATM, and he's a guy that uh, was the, the first pick of the second round and is a sensational football player. So I, I think you go down the list of all the schools and, you know, you can throw in Boston College. They had a guy that uh, the last couple backs that they have have big, been big, powerful players. Uh, NC State's had success at that position. You know, uh, not so many years ago, Pitt uh, really ruled the roost when they had the one-two punch in, in the backfield. So, you know, th- this this league is, is running back friendly. I think that uh, in regards to the University of Miami, I think it was a great idea that Miami – uh, took another running back when they had the chance to get the transfer uh, out of um, Tennessee. You know, he gives another dimension. You, they signed a four-star guy coming in. They've got talent on on campus already. And, you know, it boils down to, to competition. So, Rhett Lashley says, guys, I'm looking for the man. Who's going to be the man? It's open. Who's going who's gonna to take the job? And that's really what it is. You know, who's going to take it? Clemson has four guys coming back that are going to challenge at their, uh, at their running back spot to replace uh, ETN. Wake Forest, uh, now one of, the, um, one of these uh, magazines, uh, off-season magazines, lists Wake Forest, Christian Beal Smith, who we did not see last year. Miami was supposed to play Wake Forest, but did not. Christian Beal Smith had 732 yards last year, averaged over five yards a carry, 5'10", 170 pounds, also a very capable wide receiver. The interesting note is the ACC doesn't have many guys, it doesn't have anybody coming back that gained 1,000 yards. They think uh, Christian Beal Smith would be one. Mateo Durant, we did see a Duke, very explosive player. Miami hemmed him in during uh, their game. His career is on an upward tra- trajectory. Uh, he could be a 1,000 yard rusher. Sean Tucker at Syracuse, he was a guy that. Uh, last year had a very good season. Syracuse, by the way, had two players opt out, two running backs opted out last year. So Tucker comes back. He averaged four and a half yards per carry. And the guy that Miami will see is Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech. He was a freshman, four-star freshman, and Gibbs was an explosive runner for Georgia Tech. had 460 yards. So those are the top four guys listed in the league before you get to Harris and Knighton. Miami compares favorable with those guys. They're all good players. I would say none of them are listed as great players. Yet. I think, I think that's the key. Um, 
the kid from Georgia Tech, I remember him. Uh, I was I watched through the recruiting process. He was one of their most highly rated players. So I know that they're expecting a lot out of him. But you know, you you bounce back to the league and you you look and the the cycle of great football players left, meaning uh, the kid at Clemson, and now they've got four guys vying for that job. That means they don't have anybody either. You know, they go through spring and they haven't named their guy. So Miami's got, I believe it's, what is it, five guys now? And they're in the same position. So I think a lot's going to transpire for the running back spot for Miami between now and kickoff. I think that you're going to, you know, you have to remember, we talked 20 carries. There should be another 20 or 30 available in every single game. So it's not like if you're the starter, you're not going to get reps. I think they're going to be a lot of packages in, in the Rhett Lashley offense but he wants to get his back in rhythm and he wants that's going to help the offense get in rhythm and keep everything running smooth so i i understand it when miami's been great they've had great running backs when offenses are great they can run the football and if you really want to threaten the defense you have to have a running game so a priority for miami between now and kickoff for next year is to figure out the best equation on the offensive line and the best equation in the backfield as well I'll tell you who I think might be one of the uh, best running backs in the ACC, might be top five, and Miami's going to have to deal with him on October the 25th. Had to deal with him last year, and I thought he was terrific. I didn't think he was great going into the game, but he played great against Miami for North Carolina State. Bam Knight, 788 yards last year, 10 touchdowns, got injured at the end of the season but he was one of the most dynamic players in the league. A lot of that had to do with the fact that they had a dynamic offensive line. They had a center that was excellent. Uh, their their left tackle was just a dominating football player. Um, I, I, I was impressed with him. I was impressed with the offense that they ran, and, and they had to lean on him because of their quarterback troubles, and he responded. And I'm with you. That's going to be something that we're going to talk about in our keys of the game when Miami plays NC State. And then uh, Pittsburgh, you would always expect Pittsburgh to have a great running game. They have Obana Kanda coming back, but they also have uh, uh, Davis coming back. Davis actually finished up the season. He gave Miami, Vincent Davis gave Miami a little bit of trouble. He's, he's a tiny guy. He's a smaller running back. He slithers his way around. He did pick up 632 yards, but he finished the year strong. Uh, in their last game against Georgia Tech, he went for 247 yards. Pittsburgh gets gets most of their offensive line back. You would think that they are going to be a team that runs the ball better this year. Well, they've you know you go with them and, and traditionally, and you go back to, to day one of Pittsburgh football is they've always leaned heavily on their offensive line. Now they lost a couple guys that gave them uh, a ton of starts, uh, specifically their their center uh, Morrissey. He was I believe drafted in the seventh round, and uh, they're going to miss him, but. Uh, Pittsburgh and, and especially Coach Whipple. Coach Whipple, their offensive coordinator, he under you know he wants to throw the ball all over the yard. That's that's just his deal. But he knows that for him to be successful in that, he's got to have a running game, and he does not ever want to be one dimensional. So I'm with you on that. I think that Pittsburgh's going to work very hard to have a, a very talented running game. The other topic that has emerged this time of the years, uh, this time of the year, breakout players inside the league, and uh, for Miami. Uh, and during the spring, based on spring football, and maybe for the University of Miami, uh, as we saw it unfold, one of the guys that did did break out, I think, was Charleston Rambo. <laughs> I agree, and, and and just in time. I mean, you look at what he did 
from and I look at the improvement. I really don't want to go back and look uh, anymore at what he did at Oklahoma. But what I do want to look at is how did he get better from the first day of spring to the last day? And you and I were fortunate enough to be out there at a lot of the practices and the scrimmages. And each week and each practice, he got better. He got more comfortable with the atmosphere. He got more comfortable in the offense. He started doing a great job of finishing his routes. And you can see that uh, his speed, you know, he adjusted uh, to the to the field and he adjusted to playing as a receiver and the movement that's required out of that position in this offense. And he, he really excelled. And I think the best thing compliment we can give Rambo is that every single day he got a little bit better. And now if he does that every day between now and, and fall camp and continues down that road, he's going to end up with one heck of a season. Who do you think, uh, I guess I know the answer to this, most likely for the University of Miami to have to really break out? You've got to find one of those linebackers, right? Somebody, a linebacker, has to break out for them? I agree, Joe, and I, I don't even have a name. I really don't even want to speculate right now. You know, some of these guys have been injured in their career. Some of these guys have moved positions. Um, some of them have have uh, are now adjusting, gonna you know, adjust a little bit to Manny Diaz calling the defense and running the defense um, where it was under Blake Baker the last couple of years. So I think that the linebacker position at Miami has always, when, when they've had great defenses, have always had a great middle linebacker. And you go back to, you know, Shaq Quarterman, Miami's best defense, um, you know, under the Mark Richt was when, when Pickney was there and Quarterman was there. And, and those guys played well. They made a million tackles, and they understood their role. And neither one of those guys, either Quarterman or Pickney, were great in the eyes of the National Football League as far as draft picks go. I believe one was a third or fourth, and the other guy was a free agent. And mostly that was because of injury. But Miami needs a guy that can come in and make eight and ten tackles a game at the, at the middle linebacker spot, he can set the defense, he can quarterback it, he, he understands offense, he understands defense, but really, he knows how to play football. And that guy's going to emerge. I don't know if it's gonna, he's going to emerge in week one, but I think as the year goes on, somebody's going to solidify themselves as the middle linebacker for Miami. There are a couple of teams on the Miami schedule, not named Alabama, that came out of spring football thinking they really improved through recruiting, through spring football, through the transfer portal. One of those teams is a squad Miami did not see last year, but the last time we did see them, they beat Miami. That's Georgia Tech, and they feel like they have brought in a bunch of transfers. Jameer Sims, uh, they got uh, not Jameer Sims, uh, but Sims is the quarterback. Amir Sims is the quarterback. Uh, we just mentioned the running back. They brought in a, uh, an All-American linebacker, transferred in. Uh, the only loss was their punter. Thankfully, that guy is finally gone. But they feel like they improved a ton during the last year. I've always felt, and I've shared it with you many, many times, that I think the location of Georgia Tech, uh, the on-campus stadium that they have, uh, is ideal for building a great football program. And they were, were smart. They took advantage, as you mentioned, of the portal. But now they're going to be, I guess it would be year, this will be year three, um, that they've, they've washed that option out of, out of the game. They're, there's, they're, they're starting to get their offense in place. They uh, took it on the chin last year in a lot of respects by going with a young quarterback. He's coming back. He'll be, he'll be more comfortable in it. But they're getting, they're upgrading their talent. 
they relied really on scheme uh, the whole time Coach Johnson was there running that triple option and chewing up a lot of clock and chewing up a lot of yards and getting ahead of you and then just working everything except the athlete. But now you see uh, their defense is catching up and they're starting to get some skilled players and, and the quarterback that they had last year did a nice job. Yeah, Jeff Sims, Jeff Sims, a uh, heck of a running, a heck of a, a quarterback and a dual threat quarterback from the state of Florida and is going to give uh, a lot of teams trouble. Jameer Gibbs, the running back. Miami was in a battle of a life uh, of a lifetime last year against North Carolina State. State brings back just about every single player, including their quarterback that Miami did not see, Devin Leary. Really good quarterback. Bam Knight, we talked about him at running back. Emeka Mezzi comes back there. Thompson comes back. Devin Carter comes back. All their wide receivers. So their offense, they think, has potential to be a top three offense inside the league. And their roster, they think, has a chance to be one of the best rosters that Dave Dorn has put together. In fact, some put their roster behind Clemson in terms of uh, the league inside uh, their division. So we'll see, but they're on Miami's schedule this year in October. They're a tough football team. You know, I, I, I enjoy, I have always enjoyed watching the Dave Dorn team. They're physical. They play hard. They're, you know, they play a little rough. They're, they're, they're going to test the referees. They're going to see what they can get away with, which I like that style of football. They've been, they've been underrated every single year. Um, and, and when you watch them play, they really don't give up. I mean, they took Miami to the, uh, to the wire, and Miami fortunately won that football game. But that was maybe uh, one of the most physical games of the year for the Hurricanes, and they came out on top. But NC State is uh, the fact that they get the quarterback situation squared away. They do have to replace some offensive linemen, but their style of defense is a little is a little different than what you see week in and week out, and that presents problems as well. Another team that is getting some headlines here in the offseason uh, is Pittsburgh. Miami plays them, plays Pittsburgh on uh, Halloween weekend. You know what you're going to get with Pittsburgh in terms of their defense. They're going to strangle your run game. They're going to challenge you to win on the outside one-on-one. But what Pittsburgh does have coming back is their quarterback, Kenny Pickett, all of their wide receivers, including Jordan Addison, who was a terrific freshman for them, and I think caught 100 passes in the Miami game. Uh, Jock Louis comes back. Tevin Mack comes back. Vincent Davis comes back at running back. They lost their center, Morrissey. Whipple is back for his second year in their offense. Uh, they did lose a couple of great pass rushers, but they are loaded on offense. Yeah, they are, and they're well coached. You know, they're they're another team that you know is going to put a defense in front of your offense that's going to challenge you every single play. Um, their coach is is known for that. He's going to press those corners, and he's going to he's going to make you make you go the long way and try and beat them uh, with a big play if you have to. But he thinks he can come up with the interception. But I, I like Pitt. I've always liked them. I think that they they get a they get a good quality player there. They've done very well uh, in the state of Florida the last couple of years. And you know, defensively, they've had some defensive ends that have given everybody in the conference trouble. They've got some guys that are. Uh, they had a lot of guys drafted in the National Football League, so there's never been a talent issue. It just always seems that they, they get people hurt at an inopportune time or they lose a couple games that they should. Okay, Miami, uh, on their schedule at home, Michigan State, Virginia, North Carolina State, Georgia Tech, 
Virginia Tech, all on the schedule at home for the University of Miami. You can get your tickets at 1-800-GO-CANES or hurricanesports.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.